You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about a league of their own. You have no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. To the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Cowan. How you doing, Brian? I am wonderful, sir. And we have DP Mike Griggs. Hello. Hey. Hey. How's it going? How you doing, Griggs? I'm all right, Jared. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> oh, now he's just fucking okay. That like turned quick. Anyway, <laughs> this has taken a turn. <laughs> we also have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello. Hello. How you doing, Kristen? Always wonderful. Great. That's true. I've never seen Kristen not doing wonderful. <laughs> I can attest to that. This movie makes me feel good. Oh, this is... It's yay May. This yay is yay May. May. I thought it was feel good May. Are we going with yay May? <laughs> yay May. I just wanted to throw it back out there. <laughs> I you don't said know, that, it last week. Yeah, that is a stupid thing you came up with. <laughs> well, I, we, we, try to, we try to have these like, you know, um, these themes. And I was like, well, what about yay May? It's <laughs> like, you know, happy movies. Because we do all these sad downer movies. <laughs> I was trying this to figure out what the theme was because I missed last week. And so I just got text messages. And I was like, what well, the hell are these movies? <laughs> okay. So what? So. So just just to prove just to prove what happens here, how many times did each of you cry during this film? Uh, uh, zero, once. zero times. Once for me as well. I almost got there twice, but yeah, yeah, I almost got there at the end. I feel you on that. Yeah, but when that little girl, I'm uh, sorry that Brian and I have feelings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, when Marla is being taken away, man, and she's in the train station with her fucking dad, and oh, dude, that's so perfect, right? Her oh. shoulders are just hunched. Oh no, man. Like the uh, dad's just he, he fucked up his kid apparently <laughs> somehow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, he, and he feels so bad. He raised her wrong, man. Dude, that's such a touching fucking moment, dude. It's like fucking That is just, a great that is a great moment. It's so honest. He's like, Oh look, don't 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 fucking hold my girl back because I fucked up raising her. It's like, oh my god, dude. And then when she's pulling away at the train, right, dude? Do you guys see that beautiful fucking huge ass oh. American flag and reflected in the a damn closet? Or what? How did no, they do that? They shot that for real. I don't know how they did that. It was gorgeous. Amazing cinematography. Yeah. 
Amazing costumes, amazing production design. Fuck. Oh, and in that scene, amazing extras. Like, the, the whole world just feels so great. <laughs> but, so, we, we realize that Griggs has a heart of stone. Did you cry at all, Kristen? Did you get emotional at all? I didn't cry, but I did get emotional. I did get emotional. There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. This is actually my first time seeing this movie. Oh really? Wow. What? No oh, way! Congratulations. Wow. So, is this like your favorite film now? There's that a- is a long hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has to process it. <laughs> no. Well, okay. So, uh, actually, the reason that I never watched it when I was a kid because it was it was always on was because it was just like this like drunk man yelling at a bunch of women. And so that is accurate. Yeah, it is. Uh, he gets sober like halfway through the movie when he realizes he gets a bonus. Uh, but otherwise, he's <laughs> drunk. And I was just like, so like again, watching it, I was just like, I really love these women, and they're so amazing. Why is Tom Hanks in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Um, because I feel like if you just look at like the women, like this would be an amazing movie and it would be my favorite movie. Um, or, you know, I think it would be up there for sure. I love so much about it. Like you guys said, the world is amazing. The costumes, the whole production design, just everything about it is so beautiful, but it's, it's just like, it's, it's men yelling at women the whole time. And I was like, why are you guys so mean? But that's the point <laughs> of this movie. It's women oh. fighting the patriarchy. Yeah, I don't think that's what's happening. Did you watch it, though? Because, like, <laughs> even at the end, and they're like, oh, this is for the women. And they're like, well, we wouldn't be here without you men. Here, you take the credit. And I was like, girl, Oh, yeah, no, it was, that was kind of a bullshit little thing. Oh, wait, you're talking about with the uh, the ribbon cutting? Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. You're the and one who kept us afloat. Tom Hanks finally gets sober again. And... <laughs> Then the movie is just about these two sisters like fighting, and that's what the whole thing is just them fighting each other, and then they don't see each other for 50 years. And I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of called bullshit on that at the end, too. Like, wait, what the fuck? Like, they're estranged and they haven't seen each other for how long? She's got like her whole fucking family with her, like all of her kids. She's got like six grandkids there, and they're like, What, seeing each other for the first time in decades? Yeah, that felt weird, but yeah, so it was. It was interesting. I'm glad I watched. <laughs> <laughs> the movie would be better without the bookends. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because hearing Gina Davis's voice from over overdubbed from that actress in the beginning, I was like, "What the fuck is going on? I don't remember this at all." Yeah, it took me. Even out though of the movie. she, yeah, it's it's really weird because it's definitely ADR. Uh, but that woman really does look like her. She does. She looks like an old Gina Davis, and I yeah. was like. That's that's not there's not enough prosthetics and makeup to do that. Like, yeah, that's what makes ADR her voice and, stand out more. I yeah, was really wondering about that. I was like, is that like a different act? Like I meant to look it up, but then I forgot. I, I was wondering if that was like if they just did all of that like makeup on her. But okay, they did not. Well, she did a good job, like uh, like copying her mannerisms and everything. But then even like uh, like the older Kit. Uh, when she like was trying, she to, looks to, exactly fucking like her. Yeah, Holy but she shit, was man. overdoing uh, Lori Petty's eyes, like when yeah. she was giving a hug. You know, she's trying to do the big eyes. Uh, you know, a little bit overacting there. Nobody can do Laura Petty, but Laura fucking Petty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's my favorite thing in this fucking movie, man. She is so fucking oh, she, amazing. Yeah. She steals every single scene that she's in, including that like minute and a half tracking shot when they're on the farm. And they're just talking while they're walking through the field. And then it ends with them still, like, 
fighting over who's gonna wa- who's gonna run faster. Man, that's a great little moment. That scene made me ask, how old are they supposed to be? Girls, come in and do your chores when you're thirty. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're like well, you know, mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's okay, married, but- <laughs> and her husband is supposed to be the manager or the assistant to the regional manager of the dairy farm. <laughs> so I was thinking they're like seventeen or eighteen. Or nineteen, where? Because where are they from? I mean, back then, back in the forties, like everyone got married super young. But especially, they were very rural too, right? And so yeah. that you could knock it down younger. I mean, like if you look at like people like in the south, that at that time period, they were getting married when they were fifteen. So I could I could see like Laura Petty be, maybe like trying to play like a, an older teenager, but. Yeah, Gina Davis looks like she's 26, the youngest she could possibly be. Yeah. This. yeah Madonna looks sure. like she's 40, bro. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, but she's looked exactly sometime, like that for like 20 years straight. At, so. at certain times, I was like, man, she looks older than everybody else. <laughs> no, Those I are didn't think so. wrinkles of like just joy on her fucking face, man. Oh, that's her smiling a lot, right? <laughs> no Madonna shit talking on this podcast, sir. Uh, come on. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> Madonna oh, she's was excellent. great. She's one of uh, I, she might be my favorite one. I don't know. I love her character. I I got a little tired of Rosie O'Donnell though. Really? I thought she. I think everybody I like had a great, too. great yeah. defined character, man. Like everybody was playing it big and and like just and like because Rosie O'Donnell, man, she sells all this stuff. Like they 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 have this like running thing where she's giving the uh, commentary of what of what the audience should be thinking at the time, you know. Oh yeah, you know. she's she's yeah. definitely the the stand in for the audience questioning like, well what the fuck? Yeah, and yeah. She she's always saying all it. of those even moments. if she's yeah. off frame, you know, she's continually yeah. like, let's go practice. I don't you believe she caught that with her hand? Holy shit, that's amazing. You know, like all that stuff it's <laughs> off frame, but she's she's like still building it, you know. Yeah, actually, the only um, I think Madonna and Rosie, while I lo- absolutely love both of their characters, I feel like they were the only ones they were especially, I think, out of place, and they were definitely like a nod to the modern audience, which I, I mean, I didn't mind. I think it worked. Yeah, Madonna just so happens to be like this amazing swing dancer. Um, <laughs> just so happens to be one I of love, her many skills. I love when movies have like a like a singing montage or like like a dance <laughs> breakdown where just everybody's like perfect, and they just happen to hook up with these guys and and they do this like crazy ass like swing dance where like hopping over each other and like you yeah, know. where there's like three professional level swing dancers just in this random ass little small town. I, I love the cuddle. I love the cutaway to the guy who goes ooh. You know he goes, Ooh, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got to have that, that little cutaway. Like someone's really impressed by this. Well, like, and you, you have, too. you have the the wallflower who's actually a really amazing singer when you put her in a dress, and she gets it married to that to guy. Why not? Oh, I fucking love her, man. She's so. I'm fantastic. singing to Nelson, ain't I, baby? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> oh my god, I love that whole so moment. Fucking awesome. <laughs> she Singing can, to Nelson, ain't she can, a baby. Uh she completely got all of her her scenes though in the last half of the of the movie were completely cut. Like really? Yeah, did you like, notice like Marla like... disappears at the movie? Well, she got married to well, that she gets ma- dude, so Yeah, well she gets she gets married and I think they kinda like play it off in the film like, oh she gets married and she leaves. But there's actually this whole huge deleted subplot in the film. Um where it, it, she comes back from her honeymoon and she's pregnant. Oh shit! And she's uh, she's actually playing for the other team. She gets traded. Uh, I think when Kit gets mm-hmm. traded, 
She plays for Racing? Yes. Or, or another team? And, okay. and Gina Davis is actually... Wait, so she and Kit were on the same team? Yeah, her and Kit are on the okay. same team. Okay. And Gina Davis is actually running toward one of the bases, and it's pregnant Marla's there. And she runs don't into tell, her. Don't tell me there's a oh, miscarriage geez. thing, bro. I think it kind of it, 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 it leaves it up in the air. No, I think the kid's okay. I think that's how it ends. I don't know. It's a deleted scene. But I was just like, He's oh, my safe. God. They <laughs> completely cut all Goodness, of this out of the Goodness, that's a lot. Well, that's because the movie's two hours long, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, that, the movie's two hours long, but it cooks right along, though. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It, it does. Yeah, it does. I don't get bored with this movie at all. And um, there, there was another deleted scene where uh, actually, um, you know, our, our two main starlets actually have a little smoochy smooch. Yeah. Did you guys see that one? No. It's that's fucking probably, probably the best thing. It's probably the best thing that they cut out. Wait, who, which two stars have? Tom, Tom Hanks and Gina Davis have like a, a they're, they're, okay. they're drinking. You said starlets, and I thought that was a little bit no. more our, our modern than you <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell and fucking Madonna get down, bro. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some subtle implications here and there, but no, that Tom Hanks and Gina Davis getting together, like that's a terrible subplot that shouldn't have been there in there in the first place well she's always bringing up her husband and, and like all that and she's you know she's she's no she doesn't even really want to be there you know she's just doing it to you know i mean there is really there is some potential it. like sexual tension like while they're on the bus and they're like getting kind of buddy buddy up in the front and when she hands him the coke to swap out for the alcohol like that whole thing but uh, i thought they handled it really well and it was like no like two two people can be attracted to each other without acting on these things and still actually be really good friends. And it's showing him being respectful to her husband. Like when he finally meets her, he's like, Oh, I'm a big fan of you. And he's like, no, I'm a big fan of you. You're the husband of this chick. Like you're awesome. That yeah, was I, an awkward moment. It really was <laughs> so awkward. Well, it was awkward because they apparently kissed. So. Yeah. So that's what he was thinking. Like, oh shit. I totally kissed your wife, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if that's what crippled. the character needs to think about in order to make that more awkward. Well done. Well done. No, man, he wasn't in love with her. He was in love with how good of a baseball player she was, and she respected him for being a great baseball player. And, you know. I thought their relationship was super weird, and I didn't really like it at all. And it kind of, just because he, you know, is this angry drunk who yells at women, and the only reason she kind of stayed out of that was because she, she kind of set herself apart as like, oh, I'm not like one of them. I'm good. I'm married. I'm like, not better, but like, it kind of came off like a little bit like, I'm not a girl, I'm a woman. And so that was kind of why I feel like he respected mm. her slightly more. But like, obviously, that's not how it works. The beginnings of a very unhealthy relationship. <laughs> but he wasn't necessarily yelling at them like because they're women or anything like that. He's yelling at them because they're ball players, and that's how you talk to ball. No, players, it's you know? because they're women ball players. They're man. women. Yeah, they said that. They said like, that yeah. like many players? times. <laughs> they had a whole thing. They're not ball players. They're chicks. They're women. Yeah, they're, they're not even women. They're, they're girls. girls. Yeah, they're girls. You throw like a girl. That's well, it is the All-American Girls Baseball League or whatever. And they very specifically pointed out at the beginning how he was sober and then he realized he had to be working with girls and now he's like, you know, not. <laughs> that, that's sober. true. He did have that whole exchange with the, with the owner guy that brought him on as the manager. Like, yeah, no, I've been sober now. It's so funny. But well, next time he was, was hungover. Yeah, that's him. Drunk. yeah he's, he's he lying. He was lying. Yeah, oh, he's was lying? He, he, he was oh. hungover. Yeah, the whole time hungover. I was watching that super scene, hungover. though, I was like, oh, I didn't get that he was hungover. Uh, I wasn't paying super close attention because I was like, why he did they have this the in here? Thing on Good his for face. him. I'm glad he's sober. 
the little Maybe piece of Maybe he's just like paper. dirty. Like it doesn't mean he's an he alcoholic. Was staring okay? off. He was, he was squinting his eyes because he was too bright. He was hungover as <laughs> fuck. Oh, yeah, Maybe, you, maybe you need to drink more alcohol, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Like even when he sees the old people, like isn't that shot like a little soft? <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks does seem like he's kind of out of place with the rest of the movie. Well, I thought he was really good in this. I never thought about it until Kristen brought it up, and now that, you know, I'm think, thinking about it, and it's like, listen to what her. does out of place yeah. mean? Really good at this. <laughs> well, like he was he really good, like, but what does what does out of place okay, mean? Okay, so he seems like he's in a in a different movie. He is constantly yelling, and he's playing it more comedic. And none of the ladies, they they're they're doing reactionary comedy, right? And that's not what Tom Hanks is doing. Yeah. Tom Hanks is kind of he's. I mean, I guess by the script, you know, he's supposed to be the drunk buffoon. Yeah, but he, he his performance is more out of place. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really get that he's the drunk buffoon. He just comes off as like this rude jerk, and I mean that could work. But the I feel like the girls are just so wholesome, and it just doesn't. Even like the unwholesome ones are like very wholesome, and, and it just doesn't. I don't know. It seemed very strange to me. I think you could cut Tom Hanks out of most of this and like still get an outstanding movie. Well, so in this situation with him being so contrasting to all the women, is he the antagonist? No, because look, no, no, no. Who is the dude at the beginning who's also kind of a jerk? He's John funny, Lovitz. though. He's funny. John Lovitz is hilarious. I like so that guy. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Like, And that's the difference, I think. It's not that he you can't have someone who's a jerk. It's that, yeah, it's the, the style is just so different. Mer. Will you shut up? <laughs> so fucking ridiculous get these man. wild animals out of my way <laughs> I hate when they get attached like that <laughs> I love when he's in the he train he's like I always have to sit next to some guy like this. every single time he's like I'm just too nice yeah but then he, and then he like has his thing he's like oh I'm leaving bye and I was like wait where are you going like you were really funny I liked you oh yeah well, they, he set, they set up you know, they set up Tom Hanks because as, as a total douchebag, he comes stumbling in uh, drunk and he has like a nice two, two minute long piss. Uh, for the, all I the girls. love that scene, man. That's no, some good peeing. That's not funny. That's I don't like I don't understand. You didn't think that was funny? No, that, that, that's just gross. It's it's pretty well, funny when the, when they start. Pretty funny. Funny. Like, it's pretty funny. funny. Like, that's funny. Yeah, he's he's got to put his head against the the wall. He's just like, oh god, just please be over. Yet again. Kristen, you need Madonna to drink more close because up. you would understand the hangover piss the next morning okay. where you're pissing for two minutes. First of all, I understand exactly like pissing for an excessive amount of time when you're drinking. First of all, what I am commenting on is the fact, okay, okay, I guess I like, like the only time dudes have ever pissed in front of me is when they're fucking shit-faced and like you can't even talk to them because they're so incoherent and so if that's what he is, like, no, I he's going like, into the, the locker room at the fucking ball field and he's pissing like he would if there was a room full of guys there. It's gross. And there's that's not what a room I'm saying. full of that, guys. That's, that's, that's... And maybe if all of you guys are pissing in front of each other, you should stop it too. It's gross and rude. Have and you I ever been in a men's restroom? It. It's no, nothing but dudes pissing in front of each in other. Front of a no. And hey, listen, Kristen, when you walk restroom. in a men's good because the, <laughs> the floor is covered in piss. Every time <laughs> I have to go to a fucking for, men's restroom, for real, why the, is that? The, 
floor is covered in piss. So because the bottom of my fucking shoes. And at night, when I had to take off my road. fucking shoes, my hands are covered in piss. <laughs> take some time to aim the hose before you let it go fire. It's insane. Mode. You know, you know just, what? Because you know, no, you know, you know why? You know why, Brian? Because when you walk up to the urinal, the urinal, there's three foot of piss, and you're like, "Well, fuck, I'm not going to stand in that." So you stand back three feet, which makes the fucking. You know what I mean? Like, uh. so you're, you're you're saying this is. This is a vicious cycle. Of, it is of of, of self. But what I'm saying is about that about that whole sequence. That it is not funny. It is gross. Okay. It, no, no. It's, it's it's funny. Gross. And the whole point of it is it's, it's not. It's, it's that, okay. It's that because he's going in and he's pissing like if he was if it was the men's locker room. And so it's it, you know it, it, the dudes have been like oh, yeah you tied it on last night didn't you man that's some good peeing. But, you know, instead all the women are like, holy shit. Wow, that's some good peeing. Yeah, like 45 seconds in, someone's like, give me a stopwatch. Jared, the only reason you picked this, I think, is so you could repeat, that's some good peeing. You do that too well. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell on that. I, I, oh. I, I, I picked this because it's a great movie, man. Like, it's it just, it's, it just, it's excellent. <laughs> it's really well, well made. One it fun bit really of good. trivia before we move on from that's some good PN. Apparently, no one on set actually knew how long it was going to take because Penny Marshall herself was running the uh, running the hose. That was how long he was actually going to go pee. So Tom Hanks didn't even know like how long it was going to go. She was dictating that from off screen, which is super hilarious to me. So none of them knew. Wait, uh, did the uh, the the ladies and Tom Hanks? Nobody knew. I mean, at some point, I'm sure they had reaction shots that they picked up and stuff. But at, yeah, no, the at least the the main takes of it, nobody knew. I mean, I I, I loved my fucking Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell in that moment. God, they're so great. <laughs> Even the the blonde May, girl. Hey, how like, long? <laughs> how long? I'm not going to ask you again. How long? <laughs> Don't make me come over there, May. <laughs> Don't get too close. Back up. That's some good pain. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> uh, before we go on break, I, I do think it's a, it's important that we need to mention uh, Penny Marshall, director. Amazing. Yeah, this is the first time we've she talked about a female director. Uh, she's also the first female director wait, to ever. Wait, I'm sorry, 250 episodes, and this is the first time we've talked about a female director. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, okay, wokeness. It's okay. We I, got no, there. I'm just, we got I'm there just, eventually. Well, I mean, we're, we're here. We, you know, we, we got to start at the beginning. Uh, she's also the first female director to ever make a film that grossed over a hundred million dollars at the box office. Dude, what was, what, that, what was that? Was that big? It was big. We haven't done Fair. that one yet either. Yeah, right. It's yay May. We can't do Penny Marshall month. <laughs> yay Penny so Marshall May. Yeah, I qualify. I'm sorry, I totally like cut you off from something very interesting that you were starting to say, Brian. No, that was it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's the end. I think he would like you to elaborate on the lack of female directors on the podcast. <laughs> oh, um, I'm sorry. Look, like, like look, we bro. just got a female on the podcast. Like, you know, just to, you know. Yeah, let's let's, let's slow down. Ago, so let's, I mean. Ooh, progressiveness. <laughs> ah, feminism. Ah, you know, let's not all have a heart attack at one time. We're we're working on it. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I, I, I do think this is a good place to start. Uh, I think Penny Marshall is the this is this is the first time, you know, growing up um, in the 90s. I think this is the first time I ever saw a female's name even under directed by in the movie theater. Probably me, too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Same here. Yeah. 
You know, like yeah. um, I didn't see Point Break. I think until like a. Uh, which also stars fucking Laura Petty. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, oh, love that movie. I, don't, I didn't see that on VHS until, like, a, you know, it was, like, 93, 94. Well, I, I mean, hold on. Like, what's the, the statistic? Isn't it, like, 3% of directors are female or something like that? I mean, like maybe now it is, but it wasn't fucking yeah, that way I in the 90s. Yeah, I think now. That's what I'm saying is now. Yeah, it was probably, like, 0. Like 0. 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, fucking for real. Like, like you can name Catherine Bigelow, right? Like, uh, like so let's yeah. throw out documentary filmmakers. You got Catherine Bigelow and you have Penny Marshall. Uh, uh, Lenny Reifenstahl. Nora Ephraim, right? <laughs> uh, Jane, uh, Jane Champion. That's all I can think of off the top of my head right now. I mean, you named like the two that I could think of, so I'm, I'm definitely not any better in this situation. Yeah, I mean that that's how it was in the '90s, and that unfortunately, to an extent, is still how it is. That's, I mean, no, it's, it's a lot just it's just a lot won better. some stuff, but yeah, we're, we're we're making progress, you know, baby steps towards goals and stuff. I'm not holding any back. Any, I'm not holding anyone back. If any ladies want to make a movie, hit me up. I'll shoot it for you. <laughs> I shoot all your movies. I can be your favorite DP. We can get rich together, be millionaires. Yeah, yeah. You could direct the fuck out of these movies. <laughs> we'll make them look pretty, I promise. All right, so with that, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer <laughs> for Penny Marshall's A League of Their Own. I'd like to lead you all in a little prayer. Dear Lord, may our feet be swift. May our bats be mighty. May our balls be plentiful. And Lord, I just like to thank you. For that waitress in South Bend. You know who she is. She kept calling your name. This summer, Tom Hanks is managing the impossible. The Rockford Peaches. Oh, Peaches! Who says girls can't play baseball? Who says women can't throw? Slide! Slide! Thank you! Sounded good. So let's all root for the girls' team. Let's give the poor coach a break. You're still missing the cutoff man. Now, that, that's something that I would like you to work on before next season. Because it's flash, flash. We're having a bash at the old Columbia Pictures would like to take you out to the ball game for an all-star comedy. They'll pay you $75 a week. We only make 30 at the dairy. Well then, this would be more, wouldn't it? The manager, Tom Hanks. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. The catcher, Gina Davis. Well, you say we slip in the back seat and you make a man out of me. What if I smack you around for a while? Can't we do both? The pitcher, Lori Petty. I made it! I'm a peach! A Rockford peach! The scout, John Lovitz. Are you coming? See how it works is. The train moves, not the station. And batting cleanup, Madonna. What if my uniform bursts open and, oops, my bosoms come flying out? You think there were men in this country who ain't seen your bosoms? A league of their own. All right. God knows we have a game. It's not like any of this helps, believe me. Directed by Penny Marshall. And we're back. That was the trailer for Penny Marshall's 
a league of their own. That was a great intro to that trailer, Brian, because it's a terrible trailer. It's a fucking terrible was, trailer. It's terrible, terrible trailer, Brian. Trailer. Well, no, I was just, I was just putting <laughs> that's a infinite, terrible trailer. Infinite, you know, whatever. I was putting a pause in between. Terrible trailer. Penny Marshall in the title, just like the trailer did. As someone who cuts trailers, Brian, I'd like you to dissect this trailer for me. Whatever, dude. This was a fun fucking trailer. Look, my grandfather fucking took me to go see this in the theater. He got off his ass as an old man, <laughs> right? Took me to the fucking movie theater where I was staying with him for a fucking week. Look, I'm t- it's a good trailer. Okay. Yeah. I get it. It yeah, worked in the 90s. So you think this trailer was marketing to the, uh, the old guys who used to like baseball and maybe remembered some of the ladies? It's a bad trailer. It's just very dated. That's all. Yeah, it is dated. Dated it's, is a good word for it. That's that's fair. I don't think it's anything. You know, it, no, it's no, not worse no, than Terminator no, 2's trailer. No, <laughs> listen to listen to. They're doing the same thing that the fucking Alfred Hitchcock trailer does. Like, hey, look, this is so and so. He's the fucking guy who goes and he's the recruiter and and all that. Yeah, what's wrong with stale. that? Stale. Well, you know, it felt stale. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's dated and also boring. So, But overall, it's fine, I think. Tough critics. I Great said it was movie, fine overall. No, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait, I, I mean, I, that... I've never seen the trailer before, so I feel like as a first-time viewer in this situation, I didn't appreciate it. I feel like the trailer ac- accurately reflects the film. Guys, what are you talking about? I'm yeah, talking. I agree. That's why I didn't really like any of it. Oh, man. Ooh, shots fired. Again, the best part of the of the trailer was that... Who's the guy? I forgot the guy's name again. Tom John Hanks? Lovitz. John Lovitz. John Lovitz, though. John John Lovitz. Lovitz. Tom Hanks. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Listening? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's talking so much shit about Tom Hanks, and then the whole trailer is nothing but like, Tom Hanks is starring in. <laughs> oh. You see, the idea is the train moves, not the station. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He's funny. Why isn't he in the movie? They can like switch places. Like, except no one would go with Tom Hanks. That's why he can't be the recruiter because everyone would be like, "No, nah, I'm good." Fucking singing baseball. Fucking Tom Hanks is so goddamn savage. American fucking treasure. <laughs> We're like, oh my god. I mean, look, he's an actor. I'm saying his character. Like, he's, I don't think he's a jerk of real life. I don't know. I've never met him. No, I'm I saying, hear like, he's was, a, a treasure. I don't know. I don't but know. It, it doesn't sound like, like the, the character is working for you. Or maybe some writing's not working for you with this. Like, or, or, no, or is it Tom just Hanks. his performance? I think it's Tom Hanks. I don't, I'm open to seeing a, somebody else do a better job. But. Kristen, what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? I don't know. Can I get, this like, is an intriguing question. You can give a to, top like, five. It doesn't have to be like, your, your... I have to. Let me pull up like Tom Hanks movies because it's not like I think can, of like, one list. that offhand you Tom would put Hanks in the top one. five. Well, no. Okay, so what I can think of is like um, um, that Forrest Gump movie, and he was in that airport movie, and he was the in the terminal or Sully. Um, <laughs> oh, he was in Catch Me If You Can. I enjoyed that. Great movie. Oh, I saw Lady Killers. I did not enjoy also, that. Oh, I saw Castaway. Me. He did great, but like, uh, huh. oh, Green Mile is also outstanding. Um, you've got yeah, mail. I didn't good. really like that, actually. Um, that thing you do. 
I don't really remember it. Can't I can't judge. Oh, but, uh, but back to Forrest. Oh, he was in Philadelphia. That's out, another outstanding movie. So can I? Am I giving <laughs> yeah. you my top five? Philadelphia, Green Mile. What was the other? You're just one naming said? movies that he's been in. What What is like Catch one of your you favorites? Can. I'm literally listing my top five Tom Hanks movies. I'm just making sure that you've seen some Tom Hanks. Do you not know what a top five list is? Come on, Griggs. <laughs> And I only did three. Like, All I right, can okay. stop. Oh, so oh I'm just making oh, sure this oh, wait, wasn't no, like a Sean Connery situation. Let me round it out. Um, <laughs> I also enjoyed Big and Joe versus the Volcano. I'm going to oh, Joe versus the Volcano. Volcano. Volcano is my favorite classic. Yeah, no, I like Tom Hanks. Yeah, that, this that is not. Yeah, good. yeah. I, I, res- I accept your list. I don't. I don't need your approval, dude. What the hell? <laughs> I'm just saying. I receive it, and it is a valid list. Yeah, obviously it's valid. I made it. It's great. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, man. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm just making sure that you see, you've actually seen a fair amount of Tom Hanks. Um, I think this is this is one of the top Tom Hanks performances. Am I, am I wrong? I'm sorry. Did you? Yes, you are. Did you not hear my top five list? <laughs> no, that no. is not a correct statement. <laughs> no, yeah. I would have to agree with this Kristen a, in this. Yeah. Really? This is a great, this is a, a fantastic, is fun Tom Hanks movie, but as far as his performances, absolutely not. No, like not even top 10 for sure. It's not even one of his top five, like good, like. Are great comedic performances, man. I, I like the Burbs more than this. Oh, the Burbs, hell yeah! Like, well, okay, Tom we'll Hanks hear you and the out. I'm sorry for jumping down your throat. Please explain it's to us okay. why you think this is like. I, I don't know. I, I, uh, maybe it's that thing that we've always talked about, where you see something as a kid and it and it captures your imagination. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love this movie growing up, and you know. There's no crying in baseball. I mean, we haven't even brought that scene up, which I, I know that's yelling at a at a girl. But there's still crying the in baseball. Scene. Yeah, yeah, it's the most famous scene. I feel like dudes are super emotional, and like especially sports players, they cry all the time. But there's especially no when they baseball. win stuff, like they cry or, a lot. Or yeah, that's true. Or, no, you have a very <laughs> valid point there. They do cry a lot. Yeah, what is up with yeah. that? Uh, he hates women. I don't know if you saw the first half of the movie, but Tom Hanks just hates women, so he's just yelling at a woman. I mean, he liked that one that he couldn't name that was in the diner that he talked to God about, so I don't know why you think he has a problem with women as a whole. So I... No, he just likes them as a whole. Like, yeah, I got you. As a whole. There it is. Hey, wait a minute. I just, I, I just <laughs> got that. <laughs> we we had to give it time to breathe. I don't think anybody really waited that long. <laughs> oh, I, I I guess we'll go ahead and throw the the numbers out here. We gotta. I wish you would tell tell me how many people actually loved this movie. Was this beloved? Everybody loves worldwide. This movie. No, no, they don't. Apparently, I, Wait, I thought really? we were going to come in and we were going to be like singing Hosanna to this film, and then like you know, uh, next thing I know, no, no, no. Uh, budget, on, a, on a forty million, forty million dollar budget, uh, the movie made one hundred and thirty-two point four million dollars worldwide. I'm so fucking. That, that's that's great. Well so. done, Penny Marshall. Well done, Penny Marshall. No, yeah, everyone loves this movie. Whenever I, I told obviously people that I was watching this movie for this podcast, and every single person, regardless of like demographic, was like, "Oh my god, that's the best movie! You're gonna love it." <laughs> it is. It, 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 it's the it, Shawshank it, Redemption uh, of fucking baseball. It's probably the yeah. best baseball no, movie not. ever. No, fuck that. No, no, Shawshank Redemption of baseball, motherfuckers. Either the, the natural. Don't or, you even bring up the fucking natural. Or it's Field of Dreams, bro. It's one of those two. Okay, Go hold on. I'll give you Field of Dreams. 
It goes Field of Dreams, A League of Their Own, then The Natural. The Natural's great, but come on, man. A League of Their Own. <laughs> Field of Dreams. Bro, if you build it, Dude, it's, it's no, I'm just saying. It's no competition, man. <laughs> like, like the natural and field of dreams. Those, like, those, those are the baseball movies, bro. Like, like, you know, like, yeah, no, I, I would put this in the same, like, um, it, it, it's like Bull Durham, you know? It's like, it's family friendly version of, uh, you know, less sexual stuff, you know, Bull Durham. Yeah, it's like Happy Gilmore is to golf. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Less slapstick, you know, like or, more like generally <laughs> or several other golf movies that are this, way better this, than Happy Gilmore. If you this, like this, golf, this I don't movie know a lot is of golf in, movies. This movie's engineered that, that, you know, the entire family can watch it. You know, my, my mom would love this movie. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it is rated PG. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're obviously, you know, aiming for that family audience like like the worst thing like uh madonna does is that bit in the trailer you know where she's like oh my bosom pop out in the field and you know rosie o'donnell's got the thing that's probably as risque as they get oh well i guess there's a couple jokes where the kids like uh in the locker room while they're changing and they're in brassiers oh yeah and he's like, and like the covering his eyes Dude, but then he's like that oh, evil looking little kid man when he's like you know he's like <laughs> over exaggerated like fucking kid acting uh, he just looks like an evil little shit. He like does. you know, yet again, all the casting, is. all the casting in this is amazing. Everybody looks the part, even down to that that little fucker. And when they show him older, that actor, perfect casting. Like you know, they they nail. Oh, he so totally much. looks like he's that kid, like thirty years later, one hundred percent. So much great casting. They they spent way too much time in those fucking bookends, man. Oh my god, just thinking about that so right now. So much time. Well, because it, it, it's 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 you know it's it's based on a true story. I mean, like based on true events, you know. So they're they're, they're trying to like it is, but it, they 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 fuck up history, man. Like when I, when I was going back and just doing like basic research for this thing, you know, I was just like, oh my god, like uh, you know, it, it's it's we just had twenty twenty, right? A lot of shit closed down because of the pandemic. My my first brain was like, oh man, how many times has baseball been closed? And it's like, oh no, there's been a couple times where seasons have been cut short. It's never shut down. Not even during World yeah. War Two. Yeah. That is complete horseshit that blew my fucking mind. And it was just like, well, Men's wait a minute. Men's baseball never stopped during World War Two. Yeah. Wh- why is that not in the movie? You could have a competition rivalry. You could be saying something, you know, like about sexism. And that's just kind of dropped. That's not even hinted at. That's not explored. Instead, like the movie's made in the 90s. They want to simplify it. And they're and Penny Marshall really cares about the the sister story, which is what I care about as as an audience member. But I don't know. I I, I feel like it's just it's uh, the movie's so earnest and having these uh, these just complete untrue events, you know, around something as as important as like the first time women are playing baseball and the public sees that, you know, as being a national sport. It just I don't know. It just it seems disingenuous. Yeah, the, I I think you hit it right. It's it's it is. It's way too earnest for for some of these facts to not be a little bit more accurate. Like this, the whole thing is pitched as like a national deal, but then they're like, oh, there's four teams. Pitched. Well, how's this a fucking national thing where they're gonna drive on buses to go play doubleheaders when there's four teams? Like not not explaining that there wasn't just four teams. There was like ten teams, and there was several like divisions and and leagues and things like that and the reason why it it worked as well as it did was because baseball wasn't televised and people couldn't watch what what MLB was still happening 
They were major league men's teams that were still playing, but this was local and they could actually go and see these. And that's why it became so popular. Like, that's not hard to put into the story. It, it wasn't unpopular when it started. It was actually popular from the jump. And so to add this in like, oh, we have to do all, we have to play the game while we're playing the game. We have to put our bosoms out and do splits while we're catching all these things for, oh, then the men will come and and watch us play baseball. That was a little bit of a Hollywood rewrite. And it it works for the story. But if you're going to bookend this thing with like, oh, these are some of the real people that were actually playing it. And we're filming them playing like an actual baseball game. Like, well, yeah. well, maybe get a few of the facts actually correct. Like, if if you're gonna go through this amount of effort to like show the 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 baseball Hall of Fame and the opening ceremony of that happening, which I you know it kind of works. It was a little bit long, but it works. Then maybe get a few more of the facts correct. Even if you combine some characters or combine some teams or shorten some time frames, sure, we get that it's a movie, but don't completely change all the facts. Yeah. It, it... It does kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth when you get done watching the movie. And it's like, I don't know anything about sports. So I guess to sports aficionados, this is like, well, no shit, dumbasses. <laughs> it's a fucking movie, bro. Like, oh, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Egg on my face. There wasn't I get a you. cool story they could find with the actual people, so they made one. Okay, see, but that I don't mind. Like, like no, there's enough mind. enough things happening and enough people that you can you can take several events from multiple different people and combine them like that happens all the time like even even with biopics where you combine several characters into one character so you can at least get the idea behind those things i don't mind that at all but when you take major pieces of of the history and you just completely discount it or remove it entirely that's where i it, like this this could be the only um version of history that some people ever learn about and if you're not if you're going to oh, approach God. it with this amount of earnestness like at least have some level of of genuine reality to it i guarantee you that 98 percent of the people who've ever seen this movie never went anywhere beyond this and this that's is what, what i'm saying think that's of. my point and it, that was actually me up until you know this viewing uh i always always remember this being a, just a good movie man just amusing it's fun uh, great fucking score that plays really well with it. Uh, fucking like amazing cinematography and everything shot perfectly. And just it's just a great fucking movie, you know, just really well done. Hans Zimmer kills the score in this movie. Oh man, for yeah, for sure. What was up with that Madonna song at the end credits, though? What that was like one of the best needle drops in the entire movie outside of the dance sequence. No, like at the end with the credits rolled and it was <laughs> yeah. super depressing. And I was like, what the hell. Like I thought play, it would be like an uplifting. Or whatever. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like an uplifting song. It's like we we just looking on the past. That shit's gone. We had a good time. Fuck, we're old now. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. like Everybody's I was dead. like, what the hell? <laughs> walk walking out of the fucking theater, going, damn, crying and shit. If you didn't have the tearjerkers yet, you're gonna have it now, <laughs> motherfucker. Well, yeah, I mean they're playing the Madonna song and they're like, oh, we're we're doing the credit scroll, but hey. Look at these old these ladies the play real- b- baseball. Look at these old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> they all have the same haircut. Reminds <laughs> yeah, all do. you guys of me yeah, me back do. home. I was like, man, you got to bring all these old ladies out and, and not be scared that one of them might have a heart attack running those bases. Dude, you know they, they were, were fucking thinking that getting shit. into it, man. Dude, you know there was an ambulance like right, right behind uh, yeah, the they were, they, were, they were ready. They were like, man, you just don't know. <laughs> I'm going to kill a legend out here. 
I don't know about a legend. I didn't even recognize any of those. those yeah, you, yeah. You, well, I don't think they were supposed to be any of the characters in the movie. They were just, you know, people who actually played. I think I some think, of them. Were, no, those were, were actors. Some of the ones that the, the characters. Uh, you're talking were about. Uh, you talking about the bookends? Uh, the no, actual I'm movie. Talking about in, I'm talking about in the credits when they actually show the actual people playing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I don't think there was a Dottie Henson. You know. Well, some of that I think is actually though mixed in with some of that. The footage. It is. It is. Which kind of fucks, fucks you up. It a fucks with your brain, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like, but but yeah. when it gets but when it gets deep, like at the very end of it, it's all you know. It, you know, it, it's the footage looks more like a video camera. You know, it, it, yeah, it's definitely yes. che- yeah. che- cheaper, yeah. cheaper done. You know. So I think there. Well, according to the stuff that I read on IMDb, there was an actual Dottie Henson, but she didn't like leave after the first season. She so played for like five or six seasons or something like that. Okay, can we talk about this, guys? It has been bothering me. Like it, it, it bothered me when I was a kid, and I saw this film. Gina Davis's teeth. As ten years old, no, no, sorry. Calm down, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Stand down. All right. God damn, take a seat. Um, her character. Gina Davis. Yes. <laughs> okay. She obviously enjoys playing baseball. She does so many things in her life to not play this game that I don't fucking understand what her motivation and what her thinking is. Are, are they just, are the filmmakers trying to tell us it's like, Oh, you know, like fucking forties women, all they know about is being pregnant and staying home and just keeping that farm. And, and that's what it's supposed to be. And she can't really have her dream, but well, her husband's back for more. Well, bro, no, like she's she's going. She doesn't. Like her sister on. has to like drag her out of the house to go play baseball for like more than she's getting. Like John Lovitz even makes a joke. He's like, "Look, look, that would, that would be, be more, more than wouldn't it?" <laughs> yeah. I don't think she like, really why? has. No, I can explain this. Um, I I don't think she really has an identity. She doesn't really know who she is, and she certainly is never going to do what she wants. She does what every other person wants. She actually is a super, uh, uh, from a psychological standpoint, I think she's a super unhealthy character, and it doesn't come across that way because she's like very like. I mean, what? she's like fucking amazing. She, no, she's, no, she's perfect. She's yeah. she comes across as like very perfect. Think about it. What choices does she make on her own? Everything she does is because somebody else wants her to do it. She does not really have anything on her uh, that she does of her own. Yeah, even she was, when she, she was going to quit she, when her and Kit got into it. Yeah, well, even when uh, what's his name was too drunk to set the lineup, she only sets the lineup because all the girls are like, "How are we going to know who's going to play?" She's like, "I'll fucking do it, Jesus Christ!" She's like, so here, responsible. You play, you play, you play. Yeah, she's responsible because she's used to taking care of other people, yeah. not because she's like a quote unquote good person. Like this is like. She's a little codependent. <laughs> she's very codependent. Yeah, she's very codependent. I didn't want to say that, but she's very codependent. I'll say it. <laughs> All right, follow-up question to Gina Davis's character. <laughs> now that we think she's possibly an unhealthy character, when she drops the ball... Well, I, let me rephrase the question. When the ball falls out of her glove at the end, did she do hand, that on... She lets it go. Yeah. Did she let yeah. it go or Yeah, because there's a moment where she where the you see the the fist fall and then she's got it clutched and then her hands open. It's not like it Yeah, was but just is, like that, is that because she loose. got hit down? She got knocked down and No. Got she got the the wind knocked out of her. No, it's because she she wanted her fucking sister to win for once. But then why does she go and tell the pitcher that uh, to do to, to 
throw the high balls because she'll always go for him and she always misses him. Why is that scene in there? Well, that because, makes you no know, sense she, to she, me. You know, she was going to let it win, but then when, but, but when Kit actually fucking hit one, she was like, holy shit, and went for it. And then she had that fucking change of heart. Like, fuck it. You know, I didn't I'm, see her have a change win. of fucking heart, bro. It happened when she let go of the ball, Brian. <laughs> oh, okay. So that shot. Did anybody else yeah. see a change of heart in Gina Davis's character from the mound to the fucking glove shot? Did but before the glove shot? Did anybody else see that? I didn't see uh, that. No, no. I would have been so, so like so Gina Davis like that. Their, their team should have won, and the fact that they didn't win, I was like, there's no way that this is an accident. Like I knew she was going to throw the game at some point. She came to make sure her sister did win, but also teaching her a lesson to always. <laughs> Go with your gut. Yeah, she just waited to like the last the last game when they were like tied. I disagree. And it's like neck and I neck, disagree. and she's like, "I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna throw the game." Yeah, exactly. No, no her entire life, That's exactly her what she whole did. Relationship, her whole relationship with her sister, her whole relationship. I'm not gonna give you anything. You have to fucking earn it. And and she's she's always pushed her sister and helped like, her I'm gonna sister. I'm going to milk the fuck but, out of this cow. I can milk this cow like, way faster than you. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, like they're fucking walking and they're competing about it. Like neither one of them are ever going to give the other an inch, and that's kind of the point. Like they set the they set that up the entire fucking movie. We gotta let Brian come back. <laughs> Brian left the room for a second. All right, welcome back. Milking the cow got you, huh, Brian? I'm gonna milk the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as my new ringtone. <laughs> I'll be thrown in jail quick. All right, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Griggs. What were you saying? I I <laughs> I think I think the 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 heart the focus of this movie is is the story between the sisters and their 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 internal conflict and their conflict between each other. And the fact that um, Gina Davis decided to come back after the first six games and and wanted to be there for her team. That was her first and only instance in the entire movie where she's doing something for herself. Where she has made a decision, no, I actually want to do this. Fuck everything else. And so she finally came back. And her sister has been fucking killing it for six games in the World Series of women's baseball. And, like, that's pretty dope for her. And so the fact that that the 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 central conflict of the entire movie comes down to her making the winning run, running up against her sister as the catcher and having that conflict, that clash, and then the ball falls and and the little sister wins, I thought was like the culmination of the entire movie. I don't think she gave it up. I don't think she meant for it to happen. I think that was like, hey, look, two sisters can can still come together and this is this is the result of of Everything that we've been leading to up to this point, but then, but but then it falls flat. We have this amazing buildup and it gets all huge and all that. But then they don't they don't have a relationship for years. They don't see each other. See, that, that's the that part whole, that I don't that understand. That, it doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense. You, you cut the bookends out, bro. Those suck. Like they yeah, should have been well, they should have been having fucking ribs and fucking burgers and and the cookouts with the fucking fireworks going off yeah, and like you know like, the, like everything sure. was good and then the fucking you know and then then they invite Jimmy Dugan to the fucking family cookout <laughs> and he shows yeah, up and he yeah. actually has a wife and he's got his shit together like you know oh, what I mean that would have been fantastic he's just cuz like over otherwise there Coca-Cola. like <laughs> yeah he's drinking Coca-Colas cuz the last conversation that they have is make sure you come home for Christmas and then we cut to the bookend like 40 years later and she's got like fucking kids and grandkids and they're like and Jimmy Dugan's oh dead. my god we've <laughs> seen you for the first time forever 
Jimmy's it been dead for that years. That doesn't make any sense. He died with a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand. <laughs> Watching old Babe Ruth fucking reels. Oh my god, bro. He was a real babe. <laughs> Shit, holy crap. Who's savage now? <sighs> Thank God it's a fictitious character. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It made me cry. I'm a little bitch. They, like, they killed me. off the fictitious <laughs> character. Like, I, I thought he was a real character, and that was why he wasn't there. But they just killed off the fictitious character. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Wait, what part did you cry <laughs> at? The ending got me, man. And then, you know, when, 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 Mar- uh, when um, you know, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, yeah, wait, hold up. That, his I thought you said you only cried one time. That's... No, you no, no! I said, 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 I almost got there at the end. It got me, got me a little like, all right, oh, okay. a little emotional. Oh. I, I, I didn't actually have like waterworks. I didn't have like the end of Mr. Holland's Opus. I, I didn't have like you know. Um. It was just the, <laughs> the softening of the eyes. Yeah, I didn't have the, I didn't the have, glistening of the tear ducts. I didn't have Google hunting. You know, it's not your fault. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like balling and shit, dude. But I was like, damn, I love this movie. Like <laughs> when they're. When Kid and Dottie are, when they're at the buses and they're exchanging looks and uh, they repeat their, their name calling from earlier Neil in the film. Nag. Back Neil, Nag. Right? Yeah. Dude, I, I am almost. It got you, didn't it? Dude, it I'm. got you, didn't it? I'm almost there. <laughs> and, and that moment needs to be extended a little bit longer. I agree. You know, instead it goes right back to the the flashbacks and you're just watching the old lady watch baseball and dude it just man it totally all this the whole book in at the end just sucks all the feels out of the movie for me dude i just i just can't get invested i'm just not bro when they call Stillwell, i was getting ready to hit the crescendo and then it was yeah. gone from me and it gets to a point where it's like this is like Re- return of the king bro you can't make me cry this many times <laughs> <laughs> you only have so many finishes exactly you gotta pick one yeah, it's too much, man. It's like a, it's it's emotional overload. I can't, I yeah, I can't handle it. There has to be a four hour cut, <laughs> bro. They cut this. I mean, down. it's like, a baseball you know, they, movie. They, I'm they, sure they it was more work, like a six know. hour cut. Let's be yeah. honest. They only built one of the stadiums too. I thought that was pretty cool. I was I was wondering because, um, and they made it look like multiples because the seats the seats were old school seats, and I was like, where are they finding these stadiums that have these seats? Uh, they shot in uh, Wrigley Stadium. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. a, lo- a lot. Uh, the intro where all the the players are practicing. That's all in Wrigley. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely Wrigley Field. Yeah, yeah. And you like because they didn't have enough digital work to be able to change all the stuff. They shot it on on field level, and you can tell if you look at it for two seconds. You're like, yeah, no, that's that's Wrigley Field in 1992. Yeah, I don't baseball, but um, it did look like a field to me. <laughs> I don't baseball either, but I actually really like the Cubs and Wrigley Field, and it definitely looked exactly like that back then. Chewed Wrigley's gum. They just... Very similar. <laughs> oh, Mr. Yeah. Wrigley. It is juicy fruit. <laughs> and it's going to move you. There goes our, there goes our ad. <laughs> you could say, Today's movie groove. You could say that's inside been baseball. sponsored by Wrigley's. Ch- oh, so go Damn to wrigleysgum.com forward slash movie crew. <laughs> you get 10% off your next order of $25 or more. <laughs> That's a lot of gum. That's a lot of gum. That's a fuck ton of gum. <laughs> I I did want to bring up P- Penny Marshall and how she she handles. 
I know we we Jared, you were talking about the the extras and how awesome they are in the background. But yeah, dude, just all of the blocking, like all of her, and it's it's not just her; it's also the 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 cinematographer. Um, I I can't even pronounce this guy's name. It's it's the cinematographer that shot Amadeus, right? Uh, he also shot that uh, Malcolm McDowell movie If that we were talking about um, on the Clockwork Orange podcast. Um, their framing and how they how they get all these actors in the frame, even if Tom Hanks, who is your you know like he's billed as your main lead, he is in the frame and he's speaking, and you can see all of your other supporting characters off in the background reacting to him in that dugout. And when you're watching how they're they're shooting people out on the field. And how you can, you like the way that's framed, and how you can get other players back off in the distance, sometimes out of focus, sometimes they rack focus, sometimes they just shoot it on a lot, all long lens, um, a wide lens, and it's just all in focus, and you just get all of this information. The breadth, the breadth of this film, like just how wide it is, and how you're seeing all these characters and everybody in those stands, like you're always aware of the crowd and how they're reacting. Man, this is some really beautiful shit. I mean, it, it seems like it should be simple. Like you're like, "Oh yeah, you're shooting a you you know, you're shooting a baseball game." This is exactly how a baseball game acts, but having to time out like when a crowd's cheering versus when a crowd's not cheering and you're using an actor's close-up and you got all these other players going on in the background, all of that blocking was blowing yeah. my fucking mind. It's really it's really masterful for sure. Because you always know exactly where you are on the field, like you always know where where each yeah. each player is, and and like baseball is is so historical and it's so defined, right? Like you know where you know where the shortstop is supposed to be, you know where the right fielder is supposed to be, right? Like so if you're if you're changing blocking or you're like, well, that's not where the first baseman would be. Like what are you t- what are you doing? Like I don't understand what's happening. Like it, it, everything always makes sense with the field and and with with where everything is laid out. There is there's some scene some moments where you're like okay all right well they shot this after the extras went home or they had a, a couple days with where they were just shooting towards the field and it was just the players and they had a couple days or a day with a stadium full of fucking extras and man every single one of the times where they they show extras it looks good and it works really really well and like yeah like you said the 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 timing of reactions works really really well. And all these women had to play baseball. Like you see yeah, them hitting true. the ball. You see them throwing and pitching and catching and all the things. Like you you see them actually doing it. Like there's very little like balancing a bat on her hand. I, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you don't see is Gina Davis sliding into her splits when she catches the ball. But you see her fucking in the splits catching that ball. Yeah, she was very proud on the uh the behind the scenes that she 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 actually did the Behind the the back uh, ball catch, the catch, yeah, <laughs> she's very very proud of that. But I, th- yeah, you're right, man. Like the 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 amount of work that it took and the amount of managing of all of the different elements that Penny Marshall put into this um, to make everything just so seamless and and the number of montages in this film, like. It, <laughs> Like Half you, the movie's I, a montage. I, that's what I'm saying, man. Like you, but you don't ever like oh, not know where you are in it. I did write. It, like, oh, there's did you, four did you montages. Four montages. I mean, only, even Rocky had a montage. Only one of them had newspaper clippings, so. <laughs> <laughs> though. That's impressive. That's a that's a good montage. 
The number of bus trip montages, too. Dude, there's this shot. Well, there's two shots on the travels that really jumped out at me. There's one where, like, they're, they're leaving at sunset, and the bus is driving, like, you know, frame left to right, and it's just this sexy, like, hit of, like, yeah. sunset off the yeah. bus. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, that's gorgeous. And then the shot after uh, Gina Davis and Tom Hanks are having their little heart-to-heart uh, and then, like, it's at night, and you, and it's kind of got this weird, odd framing to them, like frame right, but you're also still seeing depth and you know of the bus yeah. and frame left. You got all this stuff going on, and it's cutting back to Kit getting her nails done, you know, and all this. And they set this great moment up, and then it cuts after that scene to outside the bus as the bus likes driving like frame right to left around this curb, and it's just like this fucking vista, like this crazy, like how the fuck did they get this shot? It's just amazing, like just the because it, it's at night, but it's still lit. I don't know. It was just amazing. Penny Marshall had no idea on the uh, she, every time like those exterior shots happened. She was like, "Yeah, that second unit they did a good job." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Nailed it, man. Really nailed it. I don't. I don't want to go back to the Penny Marshall's blocking again, but like that. Uh, there's a great moment when Kit's being uh, traded. Yeah, and she comes. She comes into the whatever that the house they're staying in for the night. Um, talking about the stair sequence? Yeah, right? And she, thro- she throws yeah. that baseball through the fucking window. They get in that argument. They go up the the, bits, yeah. uh, the bedroom and have having this argument. And then all the other players follow them afterwards. Out of the room. Oh, and, man, and they're popping out scene. of different places and shit. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's all covered in this like Hitchcockian like um it's it's almost like that shot in Psycho where uh Arbogast, the uh, detective gets stabbed like in the stairs. It's just kind of like almost bird eye like security cam version of a shot where it's it's overhead and you can see all of them but dude when they're going up those stairs i rewound that shot like fucking five or six times just watching all of the different fucking actors doing their thing you know like yeah. all of them have like if you if you turn the volume up you can hear they have little lines oh, they're all saying shit yeah right yeah 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 dude yeah because there, there's a there's a scene where, where it cuts to like the uh the owner the hershey's guy and the other guy and they're having a, 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 a dialogue and then the popcorn guy is like right behind him he's like ah, nah, nah. he's just screaming and shit i'm like and he's like yeah like, you're he's, he's he's heard like every everybody has a piece and then even when shirley baker is going up and, and he's like okay you are all the first and he turns around and it's like oh well, hon, you know, if you didn't make the list, then it's time for you to leave. You know, you need to get off the field. And she's like, you know, well, just look for your name, you know, and she can't read. Well, when you cut to the reverse of her, where you look back at her, you can see the guy deep off in the distance. He's over there, and he's, like, setting the, the, the pitcher's mound. There's all these little details that, that are still going on, even, like, deep focus. Like, she's so detail-oriented to, like, create the world. Dude, even when the girl comes up to, like, help her read that sign. Like, uh, like it, it, that shot's all about her seeing the name, and you can see that girl still standing up in the background and running toward her. I mean, you're, you're yeah. totally right. Yeah, it's just it's such good use of frame in this movie, dude. They, they just, like, they make use of every inch of it, and they they don't shoot a lot, a whole lot of close-ups in this movie. No, they, they use them sparingly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very calculated. I mean, they, they shot this thing with a laundry list. You know, they, they were picking off exactly what they needed. Well, there's it's it's such an ensemble film, like, and and that you feel that the entire time, like the lack of close-ups, communicates volumes. I think, like the it it shows you how much it matters to all of the filmmakers that like every single person in this is important. This is about a team. This is about 
the the 15 people or whatever it is that's on the team. This is about more than just one or two sisters. I'm not even kidding. 40 million fucking dollars. All these fucking wide shots, all these fucking extras, all these fucking actors, all that fucking production design, and all of those fucking people had to wear fucking period piece fucking costumes. What the fuck? Drive period pieces, cars, <laughs> period pieces, buses. Like, oh my god, what the fuck? How the fuck did they do it? And they had Tom Hanks and Gina Davis. And Gina Davis already won an Oscar at this point, so... Whoa! How'd they do it, Kristen? Well, I was gonna say I didn't look this up, but I, I, so I, I stopped. I actually stopped the movie when they came out, and they were like, "This is your uniform," because I was like, "That is so short. There's no way that was their uniform." <laughs> and um, was that right? Was it accurate? So that was their reaction too. It was fair. So actually, it was mostly accurate. The movie did shorten their hemlines by a couple of inches, but yeah, that's uh, otherwise it was exactly it was exactly what their outfits were. Holy um, shit! Wait, so in the movie they did shorten it a little bit? Yeah, they shortened it a little bit. Yeah. Um, right. so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you were not having like <laughs> mid thigh. <laughs> What's well, so fucked up? You expect them to slide or with like you just like mid-thigh. open fucking legs? No, like no, but like it's a thing. Like like I mean, in the forties, it was actually the, that was when they started raising hemlines, and you started seeing more legs, and you started like they started to get like slightly more risque. And um, what everyone is always told is that like. Uh, the reason that happens is because there was a shortage on material and they needed it for the war. And so we had to raise sure. hemlines. And so we're saving America one hemline at a right. time. I mean, Sounds I, good to see them later. That, that's the propaganda anyway. But I was still I was like, no, that's way too short. Like, there's no way that's accurate. Uh, and they, they shortened it a couple of inches. Um, but yeah, otherwise, that was their uniform. But I also and I, this is what I did not look up. They moved really, really well. I mean, everyone's costumes moved very well. And so I wonder how accurate they were um, because I don't I think they use modern materials. They might not have. But I think especially since they're creating, they created a lot of this stuff for the movie. They would use modern materials the way those uniforms moved looked like perfect there's no way i'm pretty sure that they would have that kind of material and especially use it on like the baseball field it looks so thin too so again unless you're like having like world war ii rations because like but that was i mean not for like a baseball team like people would wear like um the flower sacks like they turn those into dresses and that was a thing but even if you're doing something where you're poor like that and you're using the flower sacks like that's still really thick like those dresses were the material was really thin i was kind of surprised at that so i i question how authentic all it looked like it looked outstanding but i question if it was like actually vintage i don't think it was like actually vintage okay so what what kind of materials would have been normal for for this like like what what sort of material do you think they would have used originally and what kind of material do you think they actually used? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, if it's like a hot summer. If you had a guess. If it's hot summer, I would do like a linen or a heavy cotton. Um, if it was like wintertime, because doesn't baseball go in the winter, like it, you would probably be wearing wool. These did not move like they were heavy anything. 
And if it was real linen, which would have been expensive, I mean, linen's kind of expensive now, it wrinkles so easily and those dresses were perfect all the time. I don't know. The, the, I read a couple of things on IMDb that was saying that, that the actresses were wearing full wool in 100 to 110 degree temperatures while they were filming. I was going to say, yeah, so, so just, I think yeah. wool would have been an option for sure. And um, the other thing about wool, it kind of gets a bad rap. I'm not saying it's not hot, but it actually is pretty. It insulates you and it can keep you cool. Like people do wear wool like in the summer. It's a thing. Interesting. All right. I, 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 I'm kind of questioning that trivia because didn't they shoot this in like fucking I was Chicago, questioning it too. Chicago and yeah. Indiana? Like how fucking hot? Uh, yeah, I was also questioning it. This is why I find it interesting to ask our uh, resident uh, expert on costume design and materials. They didn't. It didn't look like wool. I. I mean, it could have been. It could have been a light, a light wool. But like, why would you do that? They. It didn't look I, like. Yeah. It, not, it, it. That doesn't make sense. It could have been, but like, why? I, I don't. I don't know if that's accurate. Maybe they were talking about like some of the men were wearing wool suits in the stadiums. Like that was that would make more sense, I but the, the reference was specifically the girls were wearing full wool in 110 degree heat on the field, kind of. Yeah, it didn't make sense. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, no, that, I don't think that's accurate. Also, I've lived in Chicago. I don't think it gets to 110 degrees. It doesn't. Yeah. It gets like like high 90s with some good humidity, but definitely yeah. not like southern heat, like 110. No, you have four seasons in Chicago. Not really. The, it's all winter. Yeah, it's, it's winter like nine months out of the year. I guess the hottest place they shot in was California, and it looked like it was interiors. All the exteriors were, <laughs> yeah, it says Illinois or Indiana and Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah, we know how hot Canada fucking gets. <laughs> they don't even have air conditioning in Canada. <laughs> or at least all the places that I went to in Canada. How do you guys feel about the telegraph scene? Fuck the telegraph scene. What's the telegraph scene? It's the most heavy-handed thing in the entire fucking movie. Tom Hanks getting ready to come in, and he's going to deliver some speech. Oh, that scene? It's horrible. The war telegraph guy comes in to deliver the, your husband's been, you know, killed in uh, World War II, blah, 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 blah. Tom Hanks throws him out. What is it? It's uh, Betty Spaghetti? You know what? Is that who he gives yeah. it to? I did cry. I did cry during that movie because I cried during that scene. I was like, what the fuck? This what? Is you so cried messed during- up. What? No, Christ listen. No! I, was, I was emotional. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Look, this dude comes in and he's, okay. can make me wake my kids up. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, not like heavy tears. I wasn't like sobbing. I was just like, what the? No, no, no. Like, like it's a. No, yeah, you're making me remember. I also started. It was to tear a, up in there was a too. no, like someone's dying, fair, everyone's upset, and this guy's being a fucking dick, and he's just like, man, I hate when they do this. You know, someone's dead. Oh, can't remember the name. So, guys, they'll come back tomorrow. Bye, guys. I was like, what? And so then they finally deliver the news, and Gina Davis is fucking fine. She's always fucking fine. And it's the other person, and I, and she starts crying, and I was like. That's so sad. And then they're like, okay, let's play baseball. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was, hor- I thought it was horrible. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I didn't like how immediately after that, the next scene after that, like she thinks that maybe her husband is dead, but it's kind of neat how. <laughs> it's when... somebody else's husband. <laughs> no, it's kind of neat how when um, 
you're thinking that it's going to be her husband and, and he's doing the slow walk to her, but it act, the focus is actually pulled just past Gina Davis. She's slightly out of focus. The focus is on Betty Spaghetti. So I actually, disagree. The, it, frame, it was, the frame is leading you to there. But anyway. It was so heavy on the other it's girl. Very, yeah, but, but I'm saying it was it's, like I Gina Davis is in frame just so you can possibly think that maybe we might do this in the middle of the fucking movie. Oh, oh no, oh no, it actually wasn't yeah, her. Sorry, it was, we just, just It was kidding. so cheap. Everything about that scene was so cheap. And I'll give this, like, to the actors. Yeah. I think the actors did really, really well with what they were given. But, like, I, th- I hated everything about that scene. Yeah, it was the worst scene in the entire film, well, The actress for crying sure. was bad. I thought, I thought Tom Hanks was bad there. My only well, I also hate how the next scene is immediately her husband comes home. Yeah, that was also it's cheap. Like, yeah. It's like... Instant. Maybe that's why so I, hate I, it. I think. Okay. Yeah, I, that I was think. Bad. I think that that sequence, that sequence is is there to give more weight to him coming home out of nowhere. It doesn't. 100%. I, but but it happens so fast. It's like it's like you have this this heavy ass moment that's right here, you know, and you thinking that it, like maybe her husband's dead, but then it's not. There's not even a chance for a breath, and then boom, he's there. I, that's. I think that's why I hated it so much, and that's why I felt so. I think that's why I got so emotional because that poor other girl just like lost her husband, and now they're like ready to play baseball and be reunited with her like living husband. And I was just like, like have some respect. Like no one had any respect for her. It was. I thought it was so, so sad. Let the team mom walk her out, and and then we're just all we're gonna yeah. Go then that's it. That's all you hear about it. There's nothing there. Like, so why even have the scene? They don't even reference her a single time after that. Like, she's just gone. She's done. Probably because her husband just died, and she can't go play baseball. <laughs> like, there's no follow up on any of it. Like, even having if you wanted to like have a scene where she rallies and wants to like win the world, like do something with that. Yeah, have her come back and win for the memory and it of her husband or yeah, something. Yeah, it doesn't make me, like, excited that Gina Davis's husband comes home. I'm like, girl, can you, like, sit down for a second? Because, like, people are upset. It makes me hate Gina Davis. Yeah. It, it makes me hate her character just a little bit more. I don't know why. Yeah. I just It's just like, oh, you just give it everything in life. You just do everything right. I just... And yeah, to the given everything to the point that you can decide to leave right before the fucking World Series... Like, no, your husband's back. You actually don't have to care anymore about your own life. You can go back to uh, trying to care about someone else's. That's why I love Laura Petty so much in this movie, man. She does such an amazing job. She has the worst task in this film of playing the bratty character, the bratty little kid. It's like, oh, man, like everybody likes you. You hold me back, you know, like especially 80s, early 90s. Audiences did not like that mentality. But no, I'm telling you. That's true. In, 19, in 1992, this shit fucking worked. I was, I was totally sold on her. Like, I was always on her side. I am still on her side as an adult. Like, yep. I feel like this is really her movie. And I'm like, why do we spend so much time with Gina Davis? Like, Laura Petty <laughs> is obviously the more interesting character who's actually going through fucking growth. Kit cares about this game she's the one that in the future she's she's the one that not only goes on and has the career and she's successful and she stays with baseball but she has this huge ass fucking family in that bookend and it's just kind of like oh yeah. my god this whole movie should have been about her not gina davis why 
so I kind of like I I really love and also I kind of despise this film because it's also like at the same time like <laughs> I want this to be Kit's story and like why is it Gina Davis's story? She's boring and bland and I don't I, don't, I just don't care about her. Okay, but then why did you Yeah, no, but why did you then why did you get upset when I said she has like some psychological issues? <laughs> She I don't know if there's psycho. She I don't does. know if there's psychological issues. She doesn't even issues. grow, Brian. Just... You're right. She doesn't even grow <laughs> over ninety years. I just think she's a shitty character. I just think her character is like really. I think I think the writers did a really good job. Like they gave us more information about Tom Hanks than we ever needed, and I don't get anything about Gina Davis. Like I don't understand her motivations in this film, and that's a problem for me. Uh- it's other people. She needs other people. The most we learn about Gina Davis is that when other characters are in conflict with her, she puts her nose up in the air and tries to act like she doesn't actually care about what's happening right in front of her. Why would she? She doesn't have The a number of times where she's opinion. just glancing around when like people are fucking yelling at her. She's just like... Kristen, I guess I'm not like- arguing with you. I guess what I'm saying is, is that's not... That's not what this movie wants me to feel, and it's not fun. <laughs> that's not that's not what I want to follow. I guess. No, I agree. No, I'm you're t- right. I totally, I I totally agree with you. She's super boring, and I thought it was actually very frustrating throughout the whole movie when everyone kept fawning over her, and like they were like, "Oh, we're gonna write an article about you, and you're the beautiful one, and look at how talented you are." And it's like, is she really talented if she doesn't show up to do it though? Because. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, she's, she's just, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't like her character at all. And I don't understand why she gets so much attention, except for the fact that maybe she keeps her mouth shut. And that's what people like about her. I, that's the only thing I could figure. Because they can project yeah. themselves yeah. into what they want her yeah. to be. That's fair. Yeah, I guess that is fair with what the movie has to show us. <laughs> Let's move on to ratings. Who's going first? Oh wait, Jared, you go, you you moved the mic closer. Oh oh, you going? No, I was just I was just readjusting. <laughs> I, I can try to go first if you want me to. Whatever you want to do, bro. Do it. Come on. <laughs> hey, look, man. Two pictures. You can't ask. <laughs> do what? Two pictures. I feel like oh, I've drank that's two That's inside tonight. baseball. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's I don't, a fight I don't, club. Two baseball. Fine. Anyway. Oh, and I haven't seen fight club in a long time. All right. No, that's it's okay. Just over it's, my it's, head. It's, it's, sorry. It's, sorry. Um. I was going to come into this movie and rate it a 10 because I fucking love this movie. This movie is like a, like a really good, feel-good movie. I, I catch myself smiling while I watch this movie. I think this movie's beautiful. I think it's like, you know, shot really well. And it's, 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 it's just built and it tells a really fun story. And it, it's just a, I don't know. I, I really enjoy watching this movie. I think it's funny. Uh, I think this is one of the movies that you can watch multiple times and enjoy watching it multiple times. But then, you know, dissecting it and seeing, <laughs> trying, to put, trying to put a lens on it, you know, you, you totally see the faults of it. But I think their goal was to, was to create a really entertaining film, and I think they, they achieved that. I mean, every single actor is, is busting their ass and really giving a really standout performance in this. They, they, a memorable performance. I mean, there's, there's some classic shit in this film. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm still going to give it a 10. I, I really, really love this movie. And it, there's a lot of nostalgia there for me, but I really, I don't know. This is a really good movie. Who's going next? I'll go next. I think there is so much here to like. I love the costumes. I love the production design. I love 
the shots. I love the acting. I loved there's I mean, it's just I mean, it's just beautiful. You could just sit and watch it on mute if you wanted to. Um, it's it's just beautiful to look at. Um, I think a lot of the they have like an amazing ensemble cast. Uh, I think almost everyone works well together. Um, most people really enjoy Tom Hanks in this. So I will concede that perhaps um, he's okay in this. And uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, compared to everybody else, whatever. Yeah. But I, everyone else is like outstanding. Uh, I, I, Gina Davis is also actually now that we're talking about it is a little lacking as well i love gina davis as an actress i think she is fantastic just like i think tom hanks is fantastic but i think that those two and their characters were the least considering that they were the main characters they were the worst of the whole bunch but there's so much here to make up for it um i was a little disappointed everyone says this is their favorite movie and it's heartwarming and has lots of like girl power or uh, and it's just like you feel wonderful after it and so I don't I didn't get any of that um which is I was a little sad Wait, none a, a little bit Zero? a little Zero? bit a little bit what wait which part heartwarming yeah I mean there are heartwarming moments in it but there were also like enraging moments in it like the telegram scene that we just referred to like I mean, overall, would I say it's heartwarming? Those are moments, yeah, sure. though. Yeah, no, they're, like I said, there are really good <laughs> moments in this. And so I'm going to give it a seven because I think that overall there are more good moments than bad moments. But I, yeah, I almost, uh, yeah, I was going to say I wish I had seen it as a kid because I really, like, want these, like, amazing, like, feelings that people have about this movie but like I, I said mentioned earlier like I couldn't watch it as a kid I just saw like an angry man yelling at people <laughs> <laughs> so maybe when I was maybe if I saw it when I was a little bit older not quite like as young as it, yeah I don't know maybe I missed that age range okay I missed out <laughs> I think that's fair enough well I for one saw it many many times when I was in the proper age range um I also am going to give it a seven. I think there's many, many things that are just fantastic about this movie. Um, as we've discussed already, the the staging, the blocking, the ways that the, the camera shows all the things happening in the background. And, and you can watch it many times and see lots of different things happening. I think this is a supporting cast film. Like th this movie is is made as good as it is because of the number of actors that are in it that are just fantastic in the supporting cast. Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, David Strathern, um, Kit, I just blanked on her name. Lori Petty. Lori Petty, thank you. I had the biggest crush on Lori Petty when I was like 11. <laughs> and like, I, she's amazing. She should get so much more work. Like fucking she should. Yeah, Hollywood She hire. should. And she's fucking fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of great things about this movie, but there's also a lot of a lot of holes and and um, plot things that don't work and a few gags that just have seriously not aged well and weren't great in the first place. Hold up, what do you mean by Some that? Of the Hold up, back up. Wait, wait, we haven't even talked about this. I feel like wait. All right, um, the filmmakers have have, to my understanding and my knowledge, um, expressed several times how proud they were to have had the one scene with black women in the movie 
where the ball falls to them and then they throw it back and it's like they they yeah there's one reference to to black people playing in baseball and women's baseball didn't desegregate way after men's baseball did like Jackie Robinson was in for like 10 years before women's baseball like disbanded and women's baseball never desegregated um, and and they only have one scene referencing anything regarding that and I like yeah you can't really do a whole lot with it um, but it's one of those like all right, what what more could you do maybe I don't know but it's I it's rough it's it's that's a tough moment um, but also like okay this this that like we already talked about the scene with with the guy coming in with the telegraph like that was just super awkward and I feel like could have been handled better. Um, I think that was the the poorest writing moment in the entire film. Um, like it's meant to do something very specific, and it kind of does it, but it's just an awkward like takes me out of the rest of the the feeling of the movie. It feels very heavy handed, but you know there's just some hiccups, and and overall there's a lot of fun things that happen. So I feel like a seven says, yeah, you should absolutely see this movie if you haven't seen it before. Um, you might not love it, but it's definitely worth watching. And and I feel like a seven is a very high praise with like a yeah no, it's not a perfect movie but for sure you can feel great after it i i don't like the bookends i f- i feel like if they had just done the single baseball story starting from the beginning with gina davis and ending with with the end of the world series that would have been a much better movie um but for some reason they decided that they needed other actors that are old <laughs> trying to say that oh these are real people we know they're real people you put a thing at the beginning saying that they're real people like we get it <laughs> Like we don't we don't need to see them actually playing. Like, come on, you're like you're, you're like Brian said, you're ruining the entire emotional finality of the film. Let us let us feel the fun of the end of the World Series when the the, the kid sister gets to win. Yeah, it's a seven. Oh, the script is like a. Um, I'd give the script a five. I would. Agree. I'd give the direction a ten. I would also agree. The direction is is so perfect in this movie that it's it's ridiculous. This is so good. It is so amazing. Like you watch every frame, they are stuffed like with fucking people doing shit. Like just all the extras doing things in the background. It's just a fu- it's so amazing. What Oh my god, it's, it's a visual treat. Story-wise, yeah, there, there's a little bit to be desired. So, uh, you know, I I think i'm gonna come in i think the direction outweighs the 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 kind of crappy stereotypic you know like and like we talked about with gina davis's character i think the direction definitely outweighs and just like the pace of the movie the fun you get from the film i i I have to come in at a nine because like that it's just so good it's just it, it makes me feel good when i get done watching it even though like yeah, I do have some questions afterwards, but I don't know. <laughs> Appropriate questions. And with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. Jared. Where can they follow you? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, and on Apple Podcasts. Or for other podcasts, Tour Stories. 
Hey, Grigsy, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Grigsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And tonight we're going to be closing out with the main titles from A League of Their Own soundtrack from composer Hans Zimmer. Enjoy. Stupid cats, always drinking. My cat likes to stick her fucking paw down in my glass and be like, "Here, let me let me just dip my fucking." Well, that's foot because in glass. okay, wait, I have no. This is actually <laughs> hold on. This is really interesting. She, the, your cat, does that though because she, they can't see water, and so they're trying to figure out where the water is. And oh. so instead of doing that, if you take your glass and you shake it like this, so they can see it move, like they won't do it anymore. Weird. Have or I, you can get like a reflective, you can get like a reflective like cup, like like silver bowls. Like that's no, actually they can't see that. But like if you can get something where they can see it, um, then that also. Helps. I think she's she's constantly blind. Like I'll throw a piece of like uh, like chicken down or something, and she'll just it'll just go down, and she'll just look down like she doesn't see it. I'm like it's right there, and then she. Oh, I can't help that. Yeah, I, I think she's that. just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm recording. Let's do our claps. <laughs> Jerry, clap. Oh, hold up. I'm not ready yet. God mother. damn it, Brian. Jerry, oh, clap. <laughs> All right, Jerry, give me a clap. What? God damn it. <laughs> Jerry, clap. <laughs>